Welcome to the Mutant Vehicle Project, Church of the Open Mind. I'm your host, Thomas. I'm your co-host, Eric. And I'm Rogue. I am a stand-in for Touchy the Clown today. Okay, so legal stuff. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. We don't stand by the accuracy of anything we say. While we encourage all of our listeners to participate in the Burning Man community by bringing your art to Burner TM events in your area, please make sure to validate for yourself before following any of our advice or any recommendations that may be offered on this podcast. Without further ado... Here is your host, Thomas. That is beautiful, Rogue. Thanks a lot. So uh, greetings and uh, salutations to all of our listeners and guests, and thank you for joining us today on our fourth installment Word. of uh, this uh, this short uh, podcast series that we've started through the project of the Mutant Vehicle Project. We hope to bring stories and experiences and skills and how-tos from uh, your fellow burners. So as you go to Burning Man and you see mutant vehicles and want to know how to do them, you have an idea of where to start. So on today's episode, we will be talking with the creators of the Transcendental Art Car, Church of the Open Mind, that began to sail across the playa in 2017. We are fortunate to interview today not just one guest, but four. These are the legendary Michael Daly, Captain Fantastic, Marcel LeBlanc, known as Hot Pants, Terry Schwartz, and David Sotnik, also known as uh, Drildo. Yeah, I'm Michael. I'm uh, Captain Fantastic, actually. I have no ego. It's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's my name. And then this, I'm we, don't Terry. Have, huh? we don't have a moniker for Terry. Oh my God. Uh, I don't really right. have one either. Do I? Yeah. Hot pants. Hot pants. Are oh, good. right, right, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I still have the scar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marcel's a welder. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Marcel. I, I got, well, I was, I met these guys through Nikki actually. And then made the uh, fateful uh, decision decision to uh, join the art car because you asked me if I knew how to weld. <laughs> yeah. I said yes. That was it, man. Yeah. A real welder. So that was cool. And yeah. it couldn't have been. It couldn't have happened without that. I mean, absolutely. And then uh, I'm. My name is David. I go by Drildo, um, <laughs> a name I earned drilling lots of holes oh in my steel God. and yeah. starting uh, all to line up. That was, yeah. yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a talent. He's, a, <laughs> he's definitely a talent. I uh, do sort of lights and sound and techie stuff and and financial stuff. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> this is Heather. My Hi, wife. I'm Heather. Did we lose so does wife. Jolie. <clears throat> uh, yes, I'm also Jolie. Yeah, Heather and... Dave and Heather's family were key, key elements. They're, oh, yeah, uh, our kids. Son Ian and, too. and Eva Joy, their daughter, and her friend Allie. They were there constantly during the build and yeah. just doing endless cool. everything. Yeah, so, well, the, the genesis of our idea came from one guy, really, who came to the to our group the year before and saw you know we're about 20 of us we're bicycle camp doing cool stuff and you know gifting lollipops and whatever and uh, he said god there's so much talent in this group and we have a variety you know, we have electricians plumbers uh, you know 
incredible computer people, web design, uh, photographers, all these people and uh, filmmakers. And he said, this talent's just being wasted. We got to do an art car. I said, what? We're not doing an art car. You know, so we, we talked for a while and he just kept hammering me. And so we said, well, let's call a meeting. So we called this meeting together and we had, it was about 12 of us, I guess, yeah. in this room of pacing around. I got an idea. The theme this year is uh, radical ritual. How about a toaster with two slices coming out? Because <laughs> toast is a ritual, you know, and uh, so we were throwing out ideas and it wasn't flying. And then one guy was John, he was down on his phone like this. I don't know what he was doing. And all of a sudden he just stops and he goes, we need to do a church. Everybody turned and looked at him. He goes, a church. He goes, a church. And transform the ritual of the church. And we just, we listened to him. We looked at him and we go, uh, okay, a church. <laughs> and then we started with that and then went from there. And there's a local church. It's a little prairie church called Nicasio. And it kind of was an inspirational red roof, white. You know, you've seen them, little prairie churches. I did a little research on them, found out how they're very much the same throughout. And we sort of started with that genesis of an idea and uh, took it to Nikki, who's Terry's wife and was <laughs> she, still she's not here. she made it through and uh, and she and i sat there while i'm kind of sketching and doing these things and she's putting it into computer format and i was like oh my god it's looking cool so, you know john had always talked about in our car yeah well a lot of people do we'd always talk talked about it yeah but oh, it was yeah. never it was never it was always like pipe dream kind of stuff well, it's like, oh that. it'd be cool to have an art car well that's what we hear when we're out there <laughs> so many people come up and they go we're we're going to do one one day. We've yeah. been talking about it. And, yeah. But it is, there's this big talk is cheap <laughs> transformation point, um, which was kind of hard to define exactly, but finding the truck was a key element to ours. When we got a kind of a design and we were like kind of dawdling along, we got a but, little bit of money from um, the first fundraiser. Yeah. Right? And but then, the idea, like when, you know, that idea had been forged, it was, it was all, all, you know, once it went, it all, was go. all ahead. Yeah, yeah. It was all go. We had limited time. Once you got the vehicle, was that kind of, Hey, Hey, we yeah. got the vehicle. Yeah. Well, that was, and yeah. everything was quite late. We didn't really realize how long we didn't get the vehicle till June 23rd or, or something. No. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. These guys, I was looking at how long it, you, so you, like six you got weeks. a vehicle. What? Six, six weeks, weeks, I think. It's fucking weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It was insane. It is insane. It was insane. insane. I, I can't even. <laughs> you total. But we had spent, the, the whole point was is we had spent months looking for one. Yeah. We had one friend went out and he was test driving some uh, box van. He's going over yeah, the, yeah. the bridge and the wheel comes <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh. And then Michael and I, we drove up to Petaluma. We found this, this truck. The grass was higher than the cab. The wheels were off. It was totally rusted. We're going, do you think we can get this one? You think it'll work? <laughs> Finally, I guess you yeah, guys. Yeah, it, it was on Craigslist. And uh, we've been looking for a manual transmission. And it said automatic. Or, or no, vice versa. versa. Yeah, vice versa. And it said manual. And so I dismissed it. And Greg, again, looked at it. And he goes, wait a minute. This says, one part, it says manual. One says automatic. So we called him up. And it was an automatic. And we went over and saw this thing. It was incredible. It was an old concrete company that maintained it. Got it for like 2300 or something. What was that? 2600 2, Yeah. The greatest deal they ever made. <laughs> it has a white bird on the side. So she's called White Bird as the base truck. And uh, she's got a 21-foot flatbed made to carry heavy stuff. 
went and got reinforced springs. We spent some money on that, make sure you get the heavy duty-est everything we could get because we knew we were going to build this thing on top plus all the people. And uh, where to build it? Well, gee whiz. <laughs> Somebody's front yard. Yeah, my wife looks at this thing. She goes, uh-oh, he's getting obsessed. <laughs> yeah, we'll never see him, the kids. If So why don't we have him build it in the front yard? <laughs> and so, we, so he'll always be around. Yeah. <laughs> so we backed the truck into our front yard out, and my daughter and I leveled it on blocks and got it really leveled, and then we just – but we ran out of time and we didn't have like five welders. If we wanted to build a lightweight aluminum frame thing, which would be great, very expensive and take a ton of welding and time, we didn't. So we just, as the time was running and it was 4th of July, right? Or somewhere in there, 11th of July, maybe realized we just got to build it like a house. So I'm a builder of houses. So, so that's why so we built a house. We built a house on the back of a truck <laughs> and made it and physically had to push it out and transform it at Burning Man to a bigger size than what we drove it at fast. And uh, it's it is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I was amazed yeah, no, by all you guys even as we were doing it. It's like nobody was skilled, everybody was learning from each other. You know, there's a few skilled people, but in teaching <laughs> things <laughs> but, in, in what like two months. Roughly, we did it? Yeah, it's about six six, six weeks. weeks. We, we started on July fifth, I think. <laughs> yeah, July something like yeah. that. Well, that one thing of and putting we, the wood deck on was yeah. July eleventh. Yeah, it? it was. That's we didn't get we didn't get the first thing done until the eleventh of July, and we Guys, drove left for the playa on what August. Unbelievable. <laughs> and we didn't actually finish it till how many days in well, the yeah. burning man so oh we, that's that's a good burner project right that right there yeah, yeah. we spent yeah. our first seven days there yeah just trying to finish it and, and the then heat. we were late we were the very last day that you could get your license <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, wow. we only got to drive around for three days yeah. the first year and when we wow. finally drove it <laughs> The neighborhood was scary. Yeah, because, funny. Yeah. The neighborhood we was, were all scarred. Yeah. <laughs> you burned out before the events. We were all scarred and in hospitals. We, so came, we yeah. came back with major PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. <laughs> Nobody even wanted to hear the word Bernie Man. No, no. People yeah. would be like, how is Bernie Man? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's like after the first big sculpture we did. Oh, there. yeah. We, it yeah. we destroyed we in a windstorm. and said we'd never do it oh, again. Oh, God, really? Yeah. And yeah. we were... We were working until Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and, and they had an entire week beforehand to build this thing. It, they built three quarters of it, and then a windstorm came and destroyed it. So, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty man, though. That's well, the yeah, whole thing. Back to the drawing board moments, too. So would you say yeah. that building an art car is one of those things like going camping with your friends in the rain? It sucks while it's happening, but afterwards you reflect back <laughs> on it fondly. Yeah. yeah. My my dad's like one of my dad's taglines, one of his quotes is a good story is better than a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to yeah, I use that, that a lot. Yeah. Good stories better than a good time. This is gonna be a great story later. Yep. So um do you want to just kind of uh Odd, uh, audio, audioly describe uh, what I mean, the, the car looks like. <laughs> yeah, that. tell us about the the church of the open mind. Yeah. What does it look like? What was your concept? Um, well, so it's a, the twenty one foot flatbed, which is a Ford F seven hundred, nice big cab and a diesel engine, and uh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, nineteen ninety three, which put us into the historical vehicle category this year, so we don't have to stop at way stations because that. That lent us a couple nice. stories. <laughs> 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 Way station with 
<laughs> get out there and start pulling things off of it. It's got to get lighter. That's what the state patrol says. And, so like, and, oh, and it was too wide. It was you had too to start wide chopping and, things off oh of it. God, crazy. But the, <laughs> the uh, you know, the basic truck started, and then we we, we put a wood platform on to straighten the level of the floor, and then we started building walls, which is essentially a church. So, well, but bef even before that, yeah. you had decided you wanted it wider. Yeah, yeah. It, so we wanted it wider than an eight foot truck. So we decided to go to 12 feet wide. So we had to put, so we took, Marcel had this great idea to take these uh, sliding uh, tube steels and slide them into essentially trailer um, hitch, hitch receivers. Hitch receivers. And we would extend, put one of these every, say, five feet along the side of the bed on each side. So we could extend the truck out two feet on each side. Then we built these little floor sections that dropped on to onto those extensions so then when we flip the floor back inside or put it inside we could just pull these receivers off these yep. steel things throw them in the truck and it was great so we did that build the floor part then we build walls up and basically it's just a it's a 12 feet wide by 39 feet long i think total when you have the stairs at the back and uh uh so it sits four feet off the ground to start with those go up about eight feet walls then there's a floor upstairs and then there's roof section that goes at a, a 45 have a 12 12 pitch um and we essentially if you had a regular church you just have a roof go the length of it well we essentially put six foot of roof then cut the rest of the roof out and put it in floor. made a dance floor up there and then dropped a little bit of the front floor over the cab because it was so damn high it was freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> and we made a chill space and we then we made <laughs> a chill space, chill space and put a tiny little piece of roof to augment that so we and you walk through this little deal into the chill space so that became the dj booth up there and couches for hanging out and then the dance floor and then the, the piece de resistance yeah which Must is the cross yeah so then whose the idea. idea was that <laughs> so, so we wanted to put a crow's nest up so um and dave and i went and got the steel piece and it's a big six inch round five inch round steel and marcel and uh, this guy Victor, another welder, sh showed up, built this incredible crow's nest shaped things about four feet in diameter and it mounts on the top of this pole. And when we first we submitted all this stuff to Burning Man about the height limits and all this, and they and when we got the pole and it was two or three feet longer, Dave and I were looking and well, we could cut it. Let's not. <laughs> so we did we had this 12 foot pole and we put the crow's nest on and it sits up there and it bolts to this major metal receiver that was put in the floor with a floor joist and that was again Marcel and Victor doing this whole thing and it's a it's a big deal to get it up <laughs> I'm tell you. Yeah. but at Burning Man they have all the cranes and, yeah. and such and uh, so, so you have to crane the the crow's nest up uh, yeah it's, it's, just, it's what like it's a thousand pounds yeah, all put together so we put it together on the ground and they just lift it up with straps we lowered into the receiver and you got down in advance like you had, oh you you asked them in advance to have this crane or how did that work yeah, so when well, you go first to year, oh, yeah, so, first year, no. Yeah, first year we didn't. <laughs> we had no idea. We had no idea what to do. So we get out there and, and somebody <laughs> says, you have to go to heat, a heavy equipment access team. Yeah. Then you go to heat and they're going, like, who are you? And, <laughs> and we didn't do any placement. Yeah. So we, we didn't, didn't have anything. any contacts. We had no contacts. Anyway, we, had, go we, up to, we came in through the, the back door. Well, the guy the that was running heat or that day was named the Pope. <laughs> and uh, so they said, go see the Pope. And I went to the Pope and they bent on one knee. Ironic. And, <laughs> and, and he, anyway, he helped us out and got us hooked up. And they sent out a, a person with a, 
the right equipment to lift it up. Abdullah. And Abdullah, yeah. Well, yeah, you tracked him down. Oh, my God. He was, he was elusive. He He's like the core guy out there that everything goes through. He decides which cranes go where and what all the equipment does. And you got to find Abdullah. And he's not a warm and cuddly guy. Here's <laughs> 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 the teddy bear. Did you like that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically we got that, you know, but everything was learned on the fly a lot. You know, Bernie Man was very helpful. I got to give you that. They they just tell you what to do. And so out of curiosity, did you get any slack coming through gate with something that looked like it might be a, a mutant vehicle and, and you didn't have anything saying this is a mutant vehicle or did it not look like a mutant vehicle? No, at that point, it was a stack of lumber on a truck. It looked like we were going to the dump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can, the load almost got lost. You can too. burn that. Oh, yeah, the load there, almost came like, off uh, in the first, what, yeah. four miles yeah. of our journey. All the yeah, straps all the came straps off. And, uh, yeah, it was quite an adventure. Yeah. yeah overheating in the mountains, getting it there. And <laughs> losing losing um, a bike. Bikes, oh, yeah, cushions, yeah. oh, and treasured bike. your treasured bike. You guys have been burning for a while, right? It was miraculous. Yes. You know how to use ratchet straps, right? <laughs> yeah, we had ratchet straps on the thing. The load, the load oh, settled. As, oh, as the truck started burn. driving. What a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, ratchet straps. We siphoned it down and we went. This is literally true. We're driving about four miles or, or three miles to a grocery store. We're going to get some stuff. Come go in, park it, come out. All the ratchet straps are on the ground. We're like, are you, are you retightening? This? Yeah. Like, why no. are these all on the ground? They just <laughs> fell off. The, the load had settled. The load just kept oh, right as we parked. Wow. They just <laughs> fell off. <laughs> it was, Thank I don't God. even know how to describe it. Thank God we stopped. To oh, get oh I know. On the freeway this <laughs> we could we had the whole church scattered on 101 yeah, and no. I, you you would have just been very calm you would have just like guys pilot, uh yeah. we're, it's, it's gonna take us a few hours to yeah. like get this stuff <laughs> yeah, all back pieces, on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll be okay we'll so. be all right. you, know, you, you could have been a meme you know that you just one of these oh i know <laughs> you standing there looking at the pile going damn damn <laughs> that happen? anyway so the, yeah great journeys to get there and um, I wanted to uh, go back a little bit because we kind of jumped yeah. into all the technical aspect of uh, building it and, and coming in, but um, back to the just general concept of the whole vehicle. Like um, yeah, yeah. you said, you, somebody had an idea and you, you felt followed through with it and you decided to build uh, a dance floor, a lounge and this mushroom on top of your right, vehicle. Right. What was all the thinking that went behind that? And, and Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, the beginning was church and then deciding on how does that come into whatever it was. And, you know, you conceive at first, we, like you said, a little bread truck, we thought of an idea and then it gradually expanded. The truck kind of dictated when we found this truck and realized we knew we needed something bigger than a bread truck because of the weight of people. And so it moved to a flatbed that just seemed like an obvious thing. And we were going to take a box truck at first and try to like strap on walls and do all this, but then yeah. thought, you know what? And we, and we wanted and we wanted everything yeah we wanted, we wanted everything we yeah. like we were like kids designing yeah. a house it's like well i want a pool and i want a gymnasium <laughs> and i want to and everything so we had this list of everything we wanted this art car to be yeah. and it was like a hundred things and it's like okay let's do them all yeah and we and we just kept pushing and pushing. And, we, and we just kept adding things yeah. oh well let's let's put a chill space underneath the chill space and let's put oh, this, right, and this, this and this and this and this i remember just, why the chill space happened 
because the dance floor would have been the full length of the truck and that the front springs are relatively weak compared to the back springs that's true on any vehicle and i realized like 30 people coming to the front corner could just like tip it you know mm -hmm. we made a drop floor and and cordon that off for just couches and some people to hang out rather than a full dance floor and that that turned out to be a good move you know yeah. that worked out well yeah. because it gave us yeah 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 we made a, a spot, bell tower a spot to sit our asses down and and chill yeah if you see that white little white roof up towards the middle of the thing that that had a bell in it and the bell fell off and hit the dj so oh yeah so that 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 <laughs> quickly became a hand note. it was a hand i know he was not happy <laughs> uh, and, 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 he, and he has safety fear and he's afraid of heights yeah. and he's got a crack in his skull <laughs> like the liberty bell now i know and adam was not not impressed yeah, so, but uh and nikki his wife gets up there and it's like this perfect fit for her to crawl up that roof and stand over that thing and ding ring that bell. bell. She's the like, bell. She's like, we're on our way. Yeah. Ding, ding. It's cool. We use the bell to uh, tell us when we're ready to leave, you know, so people scatter at an art piece. Sounds like a train. So it's a, yeah. Yeah, ding, ding. All aboard. Ding, ding. I think there are a couple things. We'll take yeah. it one one step farther yeah. behind. We were already forgotten, you know, two years into the uh, Trump administration, how horrible everything was in 2016. And I think there was this kind of general despair, at least among our group. And I think we all got together just thinking we need we want, we need to do something just to distract ourselves from the horror that seems to be impending. And I think the channeling that energy into kind of a creative task and not everybody in the group are artists a few are but a lot of people just did did other things right and so the project sort of gave this sort of community feel to it and we were able to kind of channel like i said the the um a, a more positive uh energy in, in into some some sort of project now the idea of making a real church none of us i don't believe are uh, religiously uh, inclined, some have been earlier in their past, but we're uh, more towards a uh, an open-ended sort of spirituality, as you will find often in, in Marin, and that was kind of the genesis of the idea, and at least some of the energy behind the the, the initial project. Yeah, because we were trying different names: and Church of Radical Transformation, which was actually a good name. Church of uh, the Open Mind, which is what it was settled on, uh, and the, you know it was the idea was transforming the ritual. That was their whole thing that year. And so we said, take the church ritual. How could we transform it? Well, psychedelics are off, obviously uh, very transformative, and um, you know we could we didn't want to really preach it per se, but we just felt like that was something we'd present out there. As you can see now, even nationally, it's starting to wake up. You know, Denver just passed its little uh, psilocybin deal, and so it's people are starting to understand it a little more. But back then, it was just us putting it out there and take it for what you want. Um, and I well, okay, I used to do a little spiel after we built the church, which was people would walk up and say, "What is this?" I said, "Well, this is a traditional." church but the ritual transform as you come through so i would take them up the back stairs the very rear of the church is very traditional it had two doors and like a couple of fake windows real nice railings and and then you go inside and we had an altar up at the front and that became a give and take altar so people would bring things and put it on there or take things if they saw something they liked you know little remembrances and jewelry or whatever and then there's a stairs inside 
And so as you, I'd say you come to the front and you at the altar, and then the transformation begins as you come upstairs, you come up into the, to the uh, dance floor, which is the, the new world of, of transformation. And so people are dancing to the music and then uh, there's a, um, this portal that went through to the chill space at the front and at the very front of the church, when Marcel and I were doing this thing out there, he, he said, man, we got to change this thing up somehow. So at the very front of the church, rather than just traditional, we had the roof going this way. He took two uh, four by fours and he inverted it into a giant V at the very front and stuck. And that gave us two points where we could attach stuff to put a shade structure up. So it had a purpose, but it was, uh, you know, he's got an architectural background, Marcel, and he, he kind of thought, let's do, a, you know, bust this thing up a bit. So we put that on. So later I find out that male energy. Oh, well, yeah. And we, we weren't sure. We yeah, weren't we weren't sure, sure. We weren't Actually, sure with the, with the, what yeah, that it was, symbol. It's satanic, man. Yeah. Symbolism, man. Dude. So we were a little, a little concerned. And yeah. then you, yeah, yeah I you, looked it up and I was you like, looked it well, up. wait a minute, wait a minute. It says that male energy is is a peaked roof like this and female energy is a V. And so <clears throat> as I would explain this little deal, I'd say, and then you step through the portal where we come into the new world where the church is heading this way, being led by female energy into the future with this V. Okay. So that, that's one thing they say, turn around and we turn around and you look and there's this crow's nest sitting way up there in a mushroom, 10 feet higher. And there's this little skimpy ladder that comes off the side. <laughs> And onto the roof, the ladder. <laughs> and that's intentional. There's, it's a ladder that's plenty strong, but it, it doesn't look that strong, and uh, so it scares people. And there's no rail right below the ladder. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of uh, of uh, the church right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'd say so. Then you take a look at that, and then the last step for transformation is going through fear. Yeah. And so you walk over to that thing, and then you have to reach up, step on the roof, and grab the ladder, and climb up the steep ladder, and get into the crow's nest. The steep and roof, too. And it's it's yeah, really steep, steep roof. Yeah, and so if you get up there, you've you've made the final transformation. And it's awesome up there. And come it is... into the world of the mushroom. That's how I would say this little two-minute spiel. Yeah. And, uh, so and it's that, the... Yeah, what's the the view like across the playa from... Uh, from oh, my the God, it's staggering. It's... It's, it's on. It's, it's yeah. It's sublime. It, like, yeah, we yeah. are the we, we're the tallest car point on the fly, right? Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, at, we're at the burn. We don't see anybody taller, really. I mean, uh, so it's it's really cool. It's uh, we go to DMB and there's a, you know, what's the height limitation you know, in, thing, in, and it has a sign. It's the infinity. In, in, yeah. No height limitation. <laughs> <laughs> so how uh, how stable is that uh, crow's nest? Because man, that is a narrow spire. Yeah, so you know, the, the crow's nest itself is perfectly strong. It's got a five-inch pipe, steel pipe, and it's got four cables that go under the roof that tie it down at four points halfway up. It's, so it's it's, it's the it's truck locked. that it's the truck that moves. Yeah, the truck moves like this, and so you're up in the crow's nest, and uh -huh. it's going like this. But you get so used to it so quick. Yeah, and it's, you're like, driving it's like along, being on a ship. You and you're just yeah, kind of bumping and legs. doing yeah. this thing, and it's so great. Well, and people and get on the. People get on the stairs so the springs compress and right. it, and the whole thing it drops, drops back. This way. Yeah, it does all that. So, so Marcel and I were looking at the stability with a big load of people on there. So we went and got four uh, crank jacks. They're about three feet tall and they go under the frame mm -hmm. of the truck at four points. So when we stop to crank dance, down. Whatever, yeah. we just crank them down. Yeah, and that thing is locked in. And it's really yeah, and we only really we safe. only used them for the burn, yeah. just because we knew everybody would be going to one side, one side and yeah. just you know, yeah. yeah, for the most part, when you're driving, and I drive it a lot, is uh, 
you do not even feel that there's people up there. You don't feel like it's got a sway to it that's going to go over, which was really a great surprise with that. That was one of our... Because we had all these incredible worries. Well, let me tell you that. So we're doing this thing by kind of instinctive design. And I, you know, I'm a builder, so I, and Marcel too. So we have this feel for it, but you don't always know. And, and every time we would talk to an art car guy and we got hooked up to... Do you know the Golden Dragon? Have you ever seen that out there? Yeah. Big, uh, yeah. big cloth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cloth. Yeah. So it's an iconic art car. So the spring company does their springs. And so he, when he said that, he said, oh, I'll hook you up with them. So I got, I got a 45 minute phone call with the dude that did that thing. And he was super helpful. I don't remember his name right off the top of my head right now, but he, uh, he said, oh, you got to put outriggers on. And he told me all these incredible stories of their outriggers bending when people, hundred people go to one side. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh crap. Mm -hmm. So we were planning on trying to do that and other people came up with ideas and we just kind of went with our instincts and didn't do those outriggers mm -hmm. and it's worked out fine we haven't had any issue no yeah yeah because yeah. it seems like a lot of it like you, you you since you had this building experience in the past you sensed what the limitations were but yeah. i don't know you guys didn't fully construct this before you went to burning man or did yeah we you? did we got we we put it all together we were just missing parts that uh -huh. But because we took it all down and stacked it up, we had to rebuild it at Burning Man. But we really essentially got 90, 95 okay. finished before we left. But and, you, and then but then left some pieces behind. Yeah. Of course, so. <laughs> we just yeah. And then we had to do lights out there and other things uh, that helped. Yeah. And and people were amazing. People jump in in the neighborhood. We're we're out in the burbs. We're at four thirty and K and nobody had done something like this out there. Now Burning Man seems to be making an effort to place camps now all, all farther over. Out. Don't like. They're now yeah. not wanting people to be in these little isolated, I'm just here to party and drink within my little, yeah. you know, two tent neighborhood. Talking about people jumping in, Eric. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So this Dutch guy comes driving up. It's one thirty in the morning. I'm out <clears throat> by the stairs at the back of the church. It's parked for the night in our camp. And he goes, I, I, uh, how does uh, someone park here at Burning Man? You know, And I said, oh, well, because it was packed with people. And I go, well, there's a little spot back here next to us. And he drove alongside and he went and parked and goes, oh, fantastic. I make you pancakes in the morning. <laughs> he never made me pancakes. But, but. He came, but he came over the next day and pretty soon he's under the, who's under there? That's this guy, the Dutch guy. And he's strapping on lights and he's stuck with us and. We've he virtually is changing his life. I mean, he's an we've, amazing guy. We've become best friends with him. Yeah, he he, he comes to visit. He, he teaches. He's part, he's part of our camp. He, he's written a book on critical thinking. He teaches it at the university levels around the world, London and New York. And like you, you've got this mobile, you know, church. Church. Like church thing yeah. has what, what's the. Uh, what kind of people have, have drawn, has that drawn to you yeah. for? We had people life, drive by the first Pilgrims year yelling like satanic things. Oh, that's to right. Like, oh. Like, a lot of hate religious stuff because they like, thought we were religious, you know? Yeah, they, they thought we were really yeah, <laughs> out there to proselytize. <laughs> yeah. So it's true. They, they take it. Yeah. Like, I remember one guy get wrote, the mushroom wrote by. There. He's like, God is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a, a touchstone, a lightning <laughs> rod. But yeah, but then the people that that came up and said, "Do you do you, do you do weddings?" Yeah, and yeah. We're like, well, sure. sure, we'll do a wedding. Well, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And then last year, we actually had like a three or four or something. Yeah, and yeah, we had four at once, uh, three at wow. once. 
So, but the first year when that lady, they came up and they asked if we do a wedding and said, um, it was actually Paul, who was a neighbor. He's this uh, French, tall French guy. He's so great. And he's got this big fur coat on. And he comes up, he goes, Capitan, Capitan, <laughs> these people, they want to get married. And I said, well, okay, let's do it. He goes, they want you to say the ceremony. And I said, okay. So uh, I, I just, all I knew was like the stuff from TV where, you know, to have and to hold from this day forward, <laughs> you take this man to be your monthly wedding. You know, I did that kind of thing up there. And we all gathered on the top. Their friends are on the floor. We're all packed in right in front of that little bell tower. And uh, I, you know, I can't remember the names, but, you know, do you, um, Jack take uh, Emily to be your mom? You know, I do. And then do you, Emily, take Jack? He goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> go, All right. It's a burning man wedding. <laughs> so, so who on uh, the, the church is uh, your officiant? It seems like, you know, get some. Um, well, I'm one. We had last year, we had a guy in camp, um, the preacher. He was a friend of Dave's and he's this old guy's great. He's super. And he, that was his nickname. Um, I think it was his playa name or something, the preacher. So he did. So when we got this little three or four ceremony wedding together, we put, put them all. I was a little, I wasn't sure that was going to work. I didn't want people to feel rushed. Like we were going to stack them all together. <laughs> all right, next. Yeah. But, uh, this is a Vegas we style did. wedding. Yeah. yeah. We went out to the playa at a certain place and we told them all to come at a certain time and they showed up and they, so while we're standing there, getting ready to set up a wedding, these two girls come walking up to me, two young ladies, uh, and they said, uh, "Do you do weddings on this?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, we do." He said, "So we could, so we could get married." I said, "Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you stop by camp tomorrow? And we'll talk about it." And she goes, "Well, could we get married like now?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and so these two young lesbians—they're just so great. And so I—they wanted me to say their ceremony. So I'm up on the stairs and I'm doing the whole thing. And I'm thinking this whole idea—I had this one line worked out with, "We come from flame and embers and burst into love" or something, and. And I totally twisted it in my head, and I, I'm like embers of love. It sounded, it sounded great in your head, and it just didn't. And I just couldn't get, uh, and I just and I stop, and I'm confused, and I just go stardust, and then how's that? And then, but then, and, and then as it winds up, I go, uh, you, you know, and I now pronounce you, and I go, holy crap, the perfect couple. <laughs> Because I, you know, I got myself boxed in there. I was like, man, <laughs> man, and woman. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> politically nice. Yeah, that was the perfect. perfect. <laughs> got to be adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the weddings are so cool. They're really moving. And last year we had that guy who got married the first year came up. Came and up and like, he said, he's like, he's like, thank you guys. It's it's our one year anniversary. And it was like, hey. yeah, he said, I watched the video this morning. I was bawling my eyes out. You know, it was totally. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very meaningful thing. And Bernie man came up to us and said, would you do weddings? So we don't know where that's going to go this year. Oh, yeah. cool. So let's, uh, let's loop back to, uh, the, the building and, and how you do this thing a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> basically the fundraising is a key deal, obviously to that, because we, if we didn't, we had to have money. And so the, <laughs> So, um, let's see. I think uh, we saw that uh, you did do some fundraising. Um, do you have a net idea of what your total cost was 2017, and and how did you uh, how did you pull that all together? So yeah, so the first in 2017 we 1. in order to get, million. Yeah, <laughs> in order to get the vehicle the, the the base vehicle we did some fundraising. Um, 
in the form of a uh, silent auction, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we have a, a, a festival in in town where we are in June, and we took advantage of the big tons of people in town for this festival, and we did a silent auction that night, and we raised I think around two grand somewhere around that neighborhood. No, exactly. Two twenty six hundred. No, whatever we needed for the truck. Oh, it was exactly for the vehicle, right? It was so, a good yeah, accident. Right. We had the money first. The truck shows up, and it's the same same amount of money. Amount of money uh, yeah. raised, it was right. crazy. Yeah. So that was awesome, and then, um, but then we obviously needed a lot more stuff. So I, I got a zero percent for fifteen months credit card in my name and for twenty grand, twenty right? grand or yeah. something, and there so, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't do the art car. This is all a smokescreen. That's, that's taking the problem down the road. Monte Carlo. Yeah. Monte Carlo. Yeah. But we basically, uh, he took. We did. We started do it and then we have little miniature fundraisers little whatever and they pay a little bit of the card we back a, down and we did a kickstarter as first year oh, that's right and we raised i think we, we got our goal was ten thousand. i think yeah we, we, we got, got we 10, reached our goal. So, nice. we got 10. so yeah. in your kickstarter did you reach out to your camp members and fellow burners like what sort of marketing did well, you do for your kickstarter i mean the camp members are all crew it it wasn't really I didn't want to ask anyone, not that anyone has any money in our camp, really. I mean, we're just a bunch of contractors. We were so and yeah, small. Everybody's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're only like 20, 30 people tops. Um, so that was kind of, I would just assume that everyone in our camp was, if they had money, they already given me a little something. I think we actually got like, the first year we got 500 bucks from a few other individual, like within our camp, like yeah like 300 200 yeah, yeah. So there were some contributions from, from camp people for sure but then um a lot of the kickstarter was just reaching out one to one sending a personal email yeah to a friend or an old colleague or whatever like hey i'm doing this thing it's really near and dear to me it's kind of crazy but it's art and yeah. would, you, would you throw me some money and mm -hmm. really the yeah the personal touch was the way to absolutely. get that kickstarter to work because i same thing i reached out to old building clients yep. and stuff and someone would go well that's cool and they'd throw a hundred bucks or nice. nice. so yeah we didn't get a lot of random i mean occasionally there was a few dollars on there from people that had come across it on kickstarter and thought it was worth 25 bucks <laughs> <laughs> so everyone reaching out to your personal networks and pulling in people possibly even outside of the burner community yeah yeah that's, that's harder but yeah it, it's it's possible. Yeah, we posted on North Bay burners and things like that, right? And yeah, the, Facebook groups yeah. and local burner community. But yeah, money's hard to come by. That's a a tough one. And and we so we kept a tight budget. That was another reason we built it out like a house and you know everything's available at Home Depot. We you know local supply yards and we had stuff. I had old nails and you know, screws, whatever we yeah. had and. Um, we think we're, the church first of ten thousand screws is what it really right. should be called. <laughs> where yeah was uh was your second year your major upgrade it sounded like lighting and and maybe more sound no no the major thing was that we didn't have to completely tear down the vehicle and rebuild it we re-engineered we a box truck basically yeah, yeah. so, so we, now we, the sides the eight foot sides are, are permanently on the side the floor is actually supported by steel posts and such inside and such uh -huh. And so these walls sit underneath that and they're on the truck. So there it is. It looks like a, a church without a roof, you know, with the windows driving down. It doesn't have the skirts on which go to the ground and all that, just the wheels showing. All that stuff's inside. But it's, still, it's sitting there permanently in shape. 
So at Burning Man, what we did is we put those extensions on, yep. bring the floor out, set it, then slide the walls out. Sounds easy. That's the brutality. <laughs> Sounds easy. And we slide them out, and then we put the top floor two-foot sections on off the main floor that's already there. Um, move the stairs in there, and then slide the roofs in position up there, bring the crow's nest in, yeah. um, do the front roof. Um DJ booth was, DJ uh, booth is there, yeah, um, and hang speakers. The speakers were up on steel poles that came off the railing. We had a steel rail. Let's say burners kicking in, right? So, Garage uh, Mahal is one of the longtime um, camps and early art cars, and they're out of Mill Valley. And Ken knew one of our guys, and he came up and he had a bunch of aluminum pipe, um, which was way better than the big steel, heavy steel pipe we had. Mm, yeah, we need so, tons of that. Yeah, so we have, you know, it's an industrial pipe look up above with the clamps. He gave us all the clamps. And, I know, those are awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. So, but yeah, but re-engineering the truck yeah. allowed us to do more work on and sound lights and, and lights yeah. because yeah. we had a, a, fixed, a fixed structure that wasn't going to be torn apart. Yeah, the apart. wires are all in there. Because that's, all. that was oh, a nightmare God, the first forever. year. Well, it was a nightmare building it, but then it was a nightmare because you had to start Wiring. from scratch to fucking wire it. So, yeah. so and, did you have any yeah. lessons like, you know, driving in, you you effectively had a, a, a flatbed truck of, of lumber. How yes. were you, how were you prepared year, to go from that yeah. to an assembled church yeah i was curious about how long it took the second time because around to i had to together. learn to label our parts <laughs> <laughs> oh i know you think that you think yeah you exactly you even think when you, you write on it you think <laughs> yeah, even when you write on it you go like this is the blah blah and you go what the hell is this yeah you're looking at your writing it's like that's two weeks later. Well, and and like and like Scotty said, uh, an hour in the shop is takes is a day on the playa. Yeah. Like what you can accomplish in an hour here is going to take you a full day on the playa. Yeah, and you don't realize that the first year that yeah. you think, oh, okay, it's going to take uh, us a couple hours to you know put this together, and then you get you up just there. Two days. And, you gotta find it. Well, <laughs> they eat everything. Everything yeah. just is yeah. slowing you to a crawl. Yeah. Like we were, we were like. You know, and we brought everything. We brought all the tools, <laughs> every tool we had, because we didn't know what we had. We knew we had stuff sure. to do. You're gonna need a, a plasma cutter. You're gonna need a welder. Yeah. Yeah. Bring everything except for yeah. the front corner. The front corner that <laughs> we left in Michael's that. uh yeah. oh, in no, front yard. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. so drill, drill, dude. Can you uh, talk about uh, what you did for for lighting and, and music? Sure. Um, so do you guys know Sonic Runway, the art installation? Yes. Out on the, right? Um, I work with uh, Rob Jensen, one of, the, one of the guys who created that. Huh. And uh, so he uh, reached out to me, I guess, must, yeah, it must have been 2017, after we got the vehicle, I think it was sometime in July, and said, hey, I have a bunch of extra lights. We've got these custom made from China. But the connectors they put on them are too big, and they don't fit inside our Sonic Runway channels. So we have like thousands of LEDs that we can't use. So he sold them to me for like fifty cents on the dollar, or maybe even less. Oh, amazing! Twenty cents on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, Twenty cents on the dollar, right? Um, and I got like twelve thousand LEDs. 
incredible. It was boxes. It was boxes and boxes of LEDs. These are all addressable LEDs, right? Yeah, they're all addressable with AK-102. Five five volt, which is notable because it means that you have to run heavy gauge cable to the head and the tail of every strand. Right. It's a real bitch. But they were free. Well, not free. They were cheap. Yeah. Yeah. so the first year was just kind of using clips and hanging them off the vehicle. And oh I had a basic idea. We didn't really oh, get any lights clips. on the passenger side. We got, I don't think we had any lights first year. Yeah. We got the driver's side done and it was, it was a royal pain just because the, these stupid clips that we used. just walked around shining a flashlight on it. Well, we had, we, we actually well, we did. Dark, yeah. We did put some flashlights inside just to give us some light yeah. because Windows, we were. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so so how do you, uh, how do you drive all the lighting? What's the software you use? What's the hardware? Um, I'm using the Advitech PixLite controllers. Yep. yep. I'm sure you're familiar with those. And uh, Touch Designer is the software I use. Oh, huh, I haven't I haven't run across that one before. No, you wouldn't have because it's not really. Uh, it's a little. It's a lot overkill for what I'm doing with it. Yeah. But it's what Sonic Runway uses for their um, their whole setup. It's basically like a anything you can imagine in like graphic and motion video and arts and programming and python computer stuff it's all like it's a crazy um what do you call it uh platform for visual art i guess so i'm making 2d images basically that um hopefully will sync to music and then taking those 2d images and pushing them out as rgb values to my controller so that's how i that's how i get pretty lights So you guys mentioned a little bit about your experience at DMV and like squeaking the last day and the paperwork drama and all that. Um, So we had an interesting experience at DMV where we almost didn't get through because we didn't disguise our back end enough. Uh, Any other tips that you could offer people about? you know, complying with the DMV or, or any other yeah, interesting. Do, well, so that's a key point because, uh, hide the vehicle. Yeah. And that was, wheels, the wheels, every, wheels. everything. Yeah. If they see the vehicle, obsessed with those wheels. Yeah. Um, Nikki, um, we did the computer rendering and, uh, and then we built our car and, uh, they, they're really adamant that it match what you say you're going to do. Right. So, uh, or, or exceed and so we we did go to great lengths to disguise we did that and that was one of the comments too was we had a conditional acceptance yeah because the first year and the condition was that we disguise i think it was the front the front part of the vehicle yeah because we didn't have it disguised well enough in the in the rendering rendering. you could Mm -hmm. see the windshield yeah you could see the windshield so so we went to great effort to do that and and uh and then when we got out there and the and the you actually go for the license, they come out with their little iPads and that you saw them do this whole thing and they um you know, huddle and talk and whispering <laughs> hush, hush voices. Money's changing hands, yeah. you know, we're trying to but uh so so we weren't sure. And actually the girl came up and she goes, You know what, yeah, I really have a problem with your cab and I said, What's that? She goes, they need to put fur in here for, for the driver. It's just not right. You know? So, so uh, they were really cool. They put us through a little thing and then we had fire extinguishers, you know, it's a wood church. So we have them up and down and we took them on the little tour. Oh, actually the guy, everybody is up in the chill space 
while the uh, inspection's going on and, and I, I'm up behind the inspector. He comes up and he leans into the chill space and they all burst out laughing. I'm like, what do you say? And he, apparently he leaned in and, and he says, you know, there's no open containers at Burning Man. Drinking <laughs> 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 their beers. While the vehicle is moving. Yeah. Must, uh, but there, the uh, moving. there was one discussion about safety issues. I remember the the two of them huddling together, oh, right. talking about the crow's nest and whether or not it was safe. And um, as Marcel and uh, Michael have pointed out, you know, danger is a part of the uh, the charm of, yeah. of Burning Man. Yeah. But they were really worried that if because you have to have to climb out of the away from the safety rails. And so you're really kind of hanging on this. Well, and we, and we had a guy wire. That guy wire I remember the guy over. said, I, the guy, the guy just, said, oh, people are going to trip on that. It's like, and we got, and it, but, but in the end, he just shook his head and said, hey, it's Burning Man. Yeah. You know, the, we were, we were, we did our best. We yeah. and, and we were so concerned that, they, you know, we had no idea what they were going to accept in, yeah. in, in, yeah. in terms of, of the safety aspect. Yeah. And, and luckily, yeah, they're yeah. They're so, just, so yeah, I thought they're good. they're less of a, a safety concern, more of a is this you know artistically at the bar. Yeah, that's what yeah, I think. That's correct. what we learned. That's yeah. what we learned. Yeah, when we came away, it's like if if you can see the windshield, you're not getting in. If you can fall off the crow's nest, yeah. well, that's that's <laughs> not so <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of curious how how you. Know, I saw that you guys had a video up when you finally got your license, your day license. Yeah. Uh, how was that moment? What was oh, it like when you first got, finally got oh, that through? First year, Static, like euphoric ecstasy. Couldn't actually, you know, because you can't believe you really did it. Yeah. And then all, you know, that's the culmination right there. And then you're free to go. Well, and and and, and the whole like, people were cheering us like the whole way to DMV. Like, like it's yeah, like people are pretty cool. About everybody that, knew us because they could see the crow's nest. So everybody, I think, came and checked us out. Knew the struggles we were going through and when we finally went and people are cheering us and we're feeling yeah. so relieved. And they were too, and Burning Man was excellent. After they formalized it, they relax and give their personal opinions. And, you know, we love this thing. This is mm -hmm. cool. It's the right thing. So uh, they've been, they've been really respectful to this and really generous in terms of this year. It took about like, Less than a day, less than 24 hours for us to get our acceptance. Yeah. The first year it took weeks, you know, nice. they were mulling it yeah. over, but this time they just kind of rubber stamp it. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, did you get your application in like as soon as uh, they started accepting it? <laughs> oh, yeah. So the first or year. Were so you Greg, one of the many that's like, <laughs> the last yeah, yeah, you don't know. So Greg and I, we're, we go, oh my God, we got to do this application. It's due on the 15th or 13th of April, wherever it was. And we're, we're out, you know, we start writing in the afternoon. Okay, but we'll just spill these out. And pretty soon there's mountains of stuff. And and in the thing, they say 500 word limit. And you're thinking, <laughs> that mean that they want you to stay at 500 words or they want you to go over it as a test that you should put more. Anyway, we're like freaking ourselves out with it. <laughs> this whole yeah. thing and we go on and on and it was literally midnight it was like i remember you you sending that picture text, the picture of you like on the face down the yeah it's like it sent it's like, yeah 11 59 just made it and, and then you don't hear for weeks you're thinking oh my god that and i think they've improved that they've moved it up right now the dates because it, it was too well, late no. 
no, I know it's still it's, it, it's still the case that it could be mid mid. Well, it could so, be early July, right before you, or maybe mid June before you find out. Well, and so, we and we totally like cut off really? cut off for accepting applications this year is April seventeen, I think. But I mean, like you could be you could but be a new R car, right, and not. Not no, even know you could be building this thing and spending money building this thing and not even know that you're going to be there yep. that year, right? Right. So you don't find out till good. Some people don't find out till June. So yeah. your your original application just had uh, artistic renderings. You didn't have you didn't have a vehicle. We didn't have a vehicle. We had no vehicle yeah. at that point. We had the artistic renderings and descriptions of what we we're going to do. Very flowery, beautiful words too. Yeah. And yeah. and we actually lived <laughs> up to <laughs> most a box of truck with set flats as walls oh yeah we had this whole lie that we told about how that sounded very flowery i like that yeah it's not very yeah Yeah. but uh we we basically you know we they 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 are happy if you do what you say you're gonna do so tell them about the letter from last year oh yeah chef juke sent us a really great um compliment just saying how for as first timers we were well above the bar like and did above and beyond and just yeah basically it's so just, awesome to have yeah. that great that, that yeah, feedback was, from from the dmv because i you know not so much anymore but the first year for sure i was like so afraid of the dmv as this big like organization and part of burning man and who knows like are they gonna like us or accept us and Vol- volunteers just like us oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me, like what what happens when you come back from your your vehicle and how you deal with the cleanup. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't dealt with that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sitting in somebody's uh, driveway or backyard. Right so, now? Yeah, well, so we have this great guy. Uh, so have you ever seen the teapots? Did you ever see the? You know, I was going to ask about that because I saw them in the videos. Uh, yeah. The so that's background. Scotty who's up in Petaluma, which is north of us. And there yeah. are a lot of burners up there. That's where Kevin Clark is that has the Tower of Flowers and had Medusa, the snakes. Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. He's an incredible artist. Dusty you know? Rhino. Yeah. yeah, and the Rhino. And uh, so Scotty has a this funky spot and he's crowded his <laughs> us and everything else and every vehicle he gets his eyes on <laughs> puts it in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Casbah is another camp we just found out was there last year when all of a sudden somebody's there putting hexagears together. So they have a Casbah has a, a tower right on the Esplanade with a beacon, and they have it's like a deep pyramid house. with a laser coming out the yeah. top of it. So they're one of those mm-hmm. camps. So there were three of us at least up there, maybe a fourth one. And um, he, so we pay a couple hundred bucks a month, and we get a little parking spot and it, it, an area enough to build two, yeah. two spots. And so we pulled the truck in, and we stacked all of our crap, got our tools out, and that's where we did it. And nice. uh, we were coming back this year, and uh, you know, uh, had a tire blowout in Reno on the way back. Then we got up and over the hill. We finally figured out how to not overheat by putting jamming a, a fan in between the radiator and the grill and plugging it in so this fan is running all the time and it <laughs> blows enough air through so it won't overheat when we go over the mountain. So we got back and we're coming back towards Petaluma. It's fairly flat as we're coming in. And oh, right before we were leaving it, somebody said, hey, what's that fluid on the ground there? <laughs> oh, that's brake fluid. Oh, you can't go anywhere. Your brakes are bad. I'm like, oh, crap. So we start with that. And then I finally go, forget it. I can get home on a fucking 
just give me just like the tiniest bit of break. Okay, stop. <laughs> so we, we, we 26,000 pounds. <laughs> 26, I know I can't. I know I can. eventually. We fill yeah. the brake fluid and they were working pretty well. It was all good. We go up and over the mountains. We make it down. It's like, okay, good, good, good. We're coming home. It's in the evening and we're getting into Petaluma and I'm coming to the, there's about, we're about four blocks away and I'm pushing it down. I go, whoa, those brakes are getting <laughs> not much there. Get soft. It stops at the light, you know, and then I turn and I go up and I turn into Scotty's and as I'm coming in, I'm hitting the brake and there is nothing left. I just roll into the spot. Wow. It gives it rock or a log and it stops and that was it no breaks and there they sit we haven't done anything yet wow wow hour of prayer you got like a whole yeah. like three months to work out that break situation yeah. Yeah. yeah we can get it we'll get it figured out yeah yeah, yeah we haven't Tomorrow. we haven't uh we haven't even emptied it from last we year we just put pulled- a tarp over it it rained all winter it just stopped raining in three weeks ago so oh you're gonna have a nice uh, playa playa layer under that tarp yes exactly oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was in it yeah uh, last weekend i took the umbrella out uh-huh. and uh yeah had, my hands are still kind of cracked from all so um uh so i was gonna ask if you've taken uh the church out to any other events but uh sounds like you got back yeah, from the playa and our next that's our next step that's our next kind step of, um kind of a, a, also a fundraising angle for us being that we are a church even though as much as that pains me um <laughs> we uh yeah, no it's great but we could, we could potentially do weddings yeah um, there are other directions but, you could take it it's, it's like it's almost a blank slate yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot of there's things. there are a lot of potential the, the upcoming project for us if we can pull it off um is first week of june here in town we have a, a festival fairfax festival and there's a parade, and they've never, they would never have seen anything like what we would bring. This is a big we one. Brought the church to the to the parade in town. It would be uh, quite a spectacle. So we're going to try and make that happen. See, we we've registered. Yeah. It's just a question of breaks, some building, and breaks. <laughs> breaks. And, yeah, really. Basically, we can take the church as it is. Like, well, it, it matter, right? <laughs> we don't even need to empty it out. Uh, yeah. just, we'll just stack just, people on top. Yeah, it's like this. It's yeah, like true. you know. So we're gonna we're gonna after that parade we're gonna park it in town. I this is the plan. Um, we have a friend who's a hairdresser. She she's gonna ask for permission to use the parking lot. We'll park it in this parking lot and do a silent disco. Um, one of our campmates has decided he wants to use that as a fundraising thing, and he bought mm-hmm. fifty headsets from China. So assuming the headsets show up in time, <laughs> we're planning on doing a silent disco as a fundraiser. You know, we'll charge people some kind of admission fee or bucks the rental of the headset. Or whatever. Nice. Fun. That's the we we actually did that last year and it was worked yeah, really well. We did. You yeah, three we, channels. You got three DJs playing, and then people can flick around and put the. Yeah. So it's fun. It sounds like you you've put together a, a project that people really enjoy a lot. Um, really draws people in. You've made it a great resource. People can can really enjoy and participate in. Um, uh, what do you love the most about uh, bringing the church out to Burning Man? Mm-hmm. There's one one experience that kind of sums it up for me. Um, so Wednesday, Wednesday last year, we went out for this sunset cruise with uh, two DJ friends of mine, well-known DJs. And they had, they rather than announcing it publicly, they just told their friends, close friends about, so that we wouldn't have, you know, 200 people in our car. Um, 
so we had like 60 people on board and uh cruised sunset it was beautiful we we somehow managed to line up where we were between the sun and the temple and the sun was setting right over the top of the temple it was just this totally magical oh, day like michael and i it's probably oh, one of the best days of our lives oh, like hands God. down yeah we could probably cry about it oh, for days yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just one of those incredible yeah. days and uh here's a hanky yeah this guy there's this guy who's 20 something year old guy as he's leaving he, he's thanking me and he's like you know you really fucked my burn because how can anything be better than this and it's wednesday <laughs> so he's yeah. yeah, that's that was a great compliment, and uh, just that's amazing. Back, yeah, to give back to the community. And, yeah, and a lot of people threw in help. There was a guy named Victor I didn't mention, and I I do want to mention especially Greg, who mm -hmm. genesis of the idea, and also an electrician and amazing stuff on the thing. Stephanie, who's the photographer, and um, her husband Sean is also an electrician. We got an electrician she, she coming over. Great fundraising. She's call. unbelievable. She's awesome. Yeah, she gets on Facebook. If you need she's a ticket? The, tickets. She <laughs> tickets you know? Well, you know, that was part of the motivation actually to do this was the fact that Burning Man gives a block of tickets mm -hmm. that you can buy because it is so hard for us. We never get the legitimate ones. We're always Craigslist and everywhere and, and all that and Facebook. So, uh, so having that block yeah. has been a huge difference for us because uh, we worked hard for it and then we get a little and Nikki of course and and Nikki who's the web designer and uh, created the whole visionary visionary really? like, idea in the beginning a lot, I mean the way that computer generated thing looks so so what's what's next uh, what can we look forward uh, for in the future for uh, the church the skyscraper <laughs> <laughs> bigger yeah, and better there's no height limit so yeah. we're going for this this year we're, 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 we're having franchises yeah you, know, you can get in on yeah it. exactly this year we're shooting for easy great easy to make easy really, setup really easy have to, take down we have to cut this because it yeah, was too it's just we tried to make it oh we did make it a lot better last mm -hmm. year but it was still too much work yeah, yeah. we need we need to make it so that we're not dead yeah, by the yeah. end of it yeah. like like i last year i I like when I rolled away, like I was just yeah spent so completely one hundred percent. Like I, and it's like I don't want to leave Burning Man like that yeah. again. Like I want to, I want to have you, you know. So yeah, easy. Yeah. The theme for this year is easy. So we're having somebody else do it. <laughs> yeah. So where can people uh, uh, find out more about uh, the church and uh, where where can they go to see pictures and videos and all that fun stuff? Uh, we have a website, uh, cotom.org, churchoftheopenmind.org, uh, which actually expands to thechurchoftheopenmind.org if you really want to type the whole thing in. But uh, that's one place, and we're on Facebook. Um, just search for The Church of the Open Mind with the the in it. And uh, look on the Mutant Vehicle Owners Facebook group if you are an already a, an owner, and we'll see you there. You know, I want to thank you guys. Um, it's it's been really awesome meeting you guys. Uh, and uh, you seem like a terrific crew, and I just really want to hang out. You know, just to yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's, yeah. Come to Fairfax. Are you, are you... We will post a link to the Church of the Open Mind Car, as well as the group's other projects, on the details pages for this episode. The Church of the Open Mind has a lot of great images and videos posted. You can also find out more about the Mutant Vehicle Project, including links to all our social media on our website the mutant vehicle project.com 
It's been a lot of fun talking with the folks from the Church of the Open Mind, and uh, we'd especially like to thank them for their time today. Most importantly, if you own a mutant vehicle and would like to share your story, or if you know somebody that does, we would love to hear from you. Please talk to us. Please drop us an email at themutantvehicleproject at gmail.com. That's themutantvehicleproject at gmail.com. Until next time. Thank you. This is the Mutant Vehicle Project.